Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps, a weekly roundup of the most interesting things from the world of mobile apps and games. I'm Ariel, and here are my top five insights. And spoiler alert, I'm going to look at money today. There is a lot of it. So a few weeks ago, Diablo Immortal, the mobile version of the game that shaped many childhoods, including mine, hit a new milestone. It did it faster than another childhood favorite for the younger generation, Call of Duty, which launched back in 2019. The milestone I'm referring to is $100 million in gross revenue from the App Store and Google Play. According to our app intelligence, Diablo Immortals gross revenue reached the $100 million mark on August 5th. That's important because that's exactly 66 days after the game's official rollout in June of this year. It's really 65 and a half, but I round it up. Call of Duty took 142 days to reach this goal, more than twice as many. Looking at where downloads are coming from, the U.S. is in the lead with 51%. South Korea contributed 10% to this total, and Japan added another 7%. As for platforms, this is where it gets interesting. Unlike many apps and games I've looked at recently, Diablo Immortal drew similar amount from both platforms. Wild! I know, but that's not even all. Google Play actually drove more revenue for the game, just a tiny bit more than the App Store at 51 million versus 48 million of gross revenue, according to our estimates. And this is gross revenue, meaning before, before Apple and Google take their fees. That's the opposite of what I usually look at. Normally, such even revenue would be a surprise, but considering how ingrained Diablo is into the lives of most people who owned the computer back in the 90s, I find this normal and somewhat expected and positive. The real important bit here is that there isn't less money on Google Play. It's just harder to get. Possible, but harder. Switching gears, but still looking at money. Are you an e-reader or a physical book kind of a person? I am the latter. There's something about paper that makes it easier for me to read, but there's a category of books that's neither paper nor e-ink that's been growing like wildfire this year. And that's audiobooks. Audible, the most popular app for audiobooks these days, has seen demand go through the roof over the last few years, but 2022 in particular has been extra growy. Trademark. In January of 2020, just a couple of years ago, Audible's in-app net revenue from the App Store was estimated at 417000 in a single month. That's after Apple takes its fee. And I'm only looking at Apple because Audible's revenue on Android didn't really exist until earlier this year. So heading into the pandemic, our estimates show that net revenue was already at $3 million by January of 2021, just a year later. And by January of 2022, it ballooned to $14 million. And that's not the end. Audible's App Store revenue peaked in May, hitting $17.5 million. Wow. Growth reversed course a little bit and revenue dropped as the economy shifted into rough waters. But June and July both ended with more than $15 million of net revenue. That's a lot. A lot of physical things are moving into our phones. Streaming, shopping, fitness, and books joining the list makes perfect sense to me. That plus the overall growth in money spent in the App Store and Audible's unique positioning and the lack of competitors allowed it to grow 3,948% in two and a half years. Wow. Moving on. Snapchat's new subscription service, Snapchat Plus, has hit a critical moment in its short life. It's renewal time. The honeymoon month is over, and now it's time to see if those who subscribed before they knew what they'd get continue to want it. And the verdict is... not really. If you remember my reaction when I first looked at it a few weeks ago, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. To me, this makes sense. 
Revenue from Snapchat Plus, which launched in early July, quickly rose, and its first Monday resulted in $634,000 of net revenue. In one day, more than a half a million bucks. It went on to earn nearly $7 million of net revenue in its first month of subscriptions, according to our estimates. Renewal Day, or the first day of the second billing cycle for the early subscribers, was due August 7th, giving us a glimpse into how many people were still excited by Snapchat Plus. In case you didn't know, Snapchat Plus is Snapchat's premium tier, which gives users who pay access to beta features first, along with some profile customization. In other words, bragging rights. I was shocked at how many people subscribed when I first looked at it a few weeks ago, and I'll link to that episode if you want to see those numbers. But looking at the renewal rate, I'm happy to say I am not insane. According to our estimates, Snapchat's in-app revenue in month two is about half of what it was in its first month. In more absolute terms, the peak, which crossed $600,000 in July, barely got to $300,000 in August, and that's net revenue. The month isn't close to over, but if we look at the trend in July, revenue dropped pretty quickly after that peak, so I'm not expecting the rest of August to make up for the difference. Now, I don't think this is bad news for Snapchat, and I say that because the first month of something new and seemingly exciting that also isn't that expensive is likely to get interest from those people who aren't necessarily expecting to keep it for a long time and are just curious. Add political turbulence, a weird job market, and the word recession getting tossed around a bunch, and luxuries like being a paid beta tester for Snap are no longer a top priority for money burning. And when I say paid, I mean you pay to be the beta tester, not the other way around. <laughs> Converting about half of the original group is still nice and still big. Now the question is, will Snap coast or will they rethink their strategy? I think they need to rethink it, maybe a tiny bit. But thinking of strategies, I'm trying to grow this channel to 10,000 subscribers this year. If you like what I talk about, now's a good time to subscribe. So, thanks. Subscribed? Back to the insights. Apps buying apps is usually interesting news, so when I read that Strava bought another app, I immediately got excited. Fitness has become a serious business on mobile, so this was going to be interesting. It wasn't, <laughs> but when I looked at Strava and when I loaded it into our app intelligence dashboard, which I'll also link to down below, I noticed a very interesting unrelated trend. Strava's revenue has grown substantially in 2022, substantially. Since 2018, Strava's mobile revenue has grown more than 10X from under a million in monthly net revenue up to over $11 million in one month. Looking at the trend, it's pretty clear revenue started spiking in 2020. Lockdowns were a mega catalyst for the growth and demand for fitness apps. Peloton was one of the first to see this, and also what kickstarted this week in apps. Fun fact. But many other fitness apps rode the wave as well. But for Strava, these were short-term spikes in 2020 and in 2021. Great spikes that saw revenue balloon to 8x for a month. But it was only for a month or two. And then 2022 hit. Those spikes I highlighted were in August of 2020 and 2021. And it's important because August 2022 isn't even done. And Strava's monthly revenue has already crossed both previous spikes. In May, Strava's net revenue jumped to $2.8 million. And in July, it crossed $11.7 million. What do you think will happen in August? We'll revisit this in a few months. If you aren't convinced already, this should help you see two things. The first is that there's money in the banana stand, and by banana stand, I mean the App Store, and even, even Google Play. And also that those two stores are becoming where people start their search for things they need, be it something to read, watch, or a way to keep active. 
And guess what's powering all of this growth? Subscriptions. All right, last one for this week. And for this one, we're shifting back to downloads. Back in April of 2020, when the pandemic hit and forced the US into lockdowns, demand for food delivery apps hit new highs. DoorDash was the winner in the US, doubling its downloads instantly. Grubhub also grew, and so did Uber Eats and even Postmates. But fast forward two years later, and this excitement has almost all but cooled off, for some. Things reopening, consolidation in the market, and most notably, the end of free delivery and the introduction of fees have caused demand to shift. Each of the popular apps saw demand change in different ways. Our estimates show that Uber Eats continued to grow steadily. Grubhub lost about 73% of downloads. Postmates beat it by losing about 78% of downloads. And market leader DoorDash was about 37% down. But still ahead in terms of absolute downloads. They're just massive. That's as of the end of June because July was something else entirely. All apps, except for Postmates, jumped significantly in July. A little bit, Postmates. According to our estimates, DoorDash and Grubhub got very close to their April 2020 numbers, adding 3.2 million and 1.3 million downloads, respectively. Whoa! Uber Eats also jumped, but not as high, adding 1.7 million new downloads. Even Postmates grew in July, but very little, too little to count. Postmates has been dying for a while, ever since it was acquired by Uber, which is an interesting strategy for retaining the users without cannibalizing Uber Eats lunch. Pun only partially attended. The one thing to keep in mind here is that most of these apps are spending a ton on user acquisition and retention, and much of it comes in the form of one-off discounts. That's not a sustainable strategy, and like what we saw happen with streaming, I expect it to end at some point. And I think that point isn't too far ahead, considering today's investment climate and whose money is subsidizing that growth. And that's all I have for you this week. If you're a developer and want more downloads, check out my last live stream where I shared my top 10 App Store optimization secrets, the ones that I discovered while analyzing thousands of keywords and you're not gonna hear anywhere else. And if you have any questions or want me to look at a specific app or game or trend, leave me a comment below. I'll see you next week.